you know, profit is not a bad word. Without profit, you don't get to stay in business. Without cash flow, you really are in trouble. Good morning, Well, It's another episode. We are in our seventh year. I have no idea what uh, the amount of podcasts are over the seven years, but as you know, we talk about anything and everything here at Beyond Clean with Ace. We do talk about cleaning, but today I don't think we're going to talk about cleaning as you would think. But something that's very important to all businesses that are in the cleaning industry, commercial cleaning, well, maybe even residential if you really want to go there. But it's, well, I don't know. There, there's this one word that people seem to be, not only don't like it, but I guarantee you what, I like it. So let's find somebody else that kind of likes the word too, and let's talk with him. Uh, Rocky. Where are we talking to you from today? I, I talk with people all over the world, so I don't have any idea where you're at. I'm in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. Well, hey, the last time I talked with somebody on a Monday morning, I was talking to a lady in Israel. So uh, that's why I asked that question. And then I traveled all the way across over to uh, Colorado. So, hey, Pittsburgh's not that far away. Nope, not that far at all. All right. So, uh, Rocky... Um, I don't want to butcher up your last name, so I'm not going to try there because I, I know I probably will. So tell us a little bit about you, what you're doing, and why are we going to listen to Rocky today? So I work with small business owners to help them have a growing and more profitable business. And that's the word you were referring to, right? Profit. And, <laughs> you know, profit is not a bad word. Without profit, you don't get to stay in business. Without cash flow, you really are in trouble. And that's a big part of what we work on for business owners is helping them to have clean books so they know what's going on in their business and they've got good cash flow. And because of that, then they get to enjoy the fruits of their labor. They get to enjoy running their business. And it's a lot more fun when you've got excess cash. Well, you know, Rocky did mention that one word that just seems to be the, the, the sticky point for a lot of people. They don't understand the difference between just basically making money and profit. And then you said cash flow. Or you threw another one in there. So we have a saying, and, and because I think this is true of a lot of business owners, we say top line is vanity. A lot of times you'll hear people talk about their top line sales. We say bottom line is sanity, right? Bottom line is essentially your profits. And what we talk about is cash flow is reality. You know, you can go out and say, oh, I just, I secured a new job. I went out and I cleaned a building, my biggest contract ever. But did they pay you? Did they pay you on time? Because until the money hits the bank account, you can't spend it. You can't pay your employees. That's what we mean by cash flow, is creating a business that has plenty of cash coming in, in excess of what is going out, so that you can run your business, run it well, and enjoy the fruits of your labor. Well, not if you're, now you're already talking, I mean, heck folks, we just got into the first two or three minutes here, and Rocky got us in there real deep. 
Boy, okay. So give us a little bit of background here. So why should somebody listen to the rest of this podcast? Hey, here just we're just another couple of talking heads here, right? Well, if they're allergic to profit, they probably shouldn't go listen to something else. Right? <laughs> okay, all right. See, some people are allergic to different things. You never know. If if you're not allergic to pot profit and you're trying to figure out why you're struggling in your business, then continue to listen. So I think a lot of this comes down right to the beginning. And your profit is determined when you bid your contracts, when you bid your your offers. And I think for a lot of business owners, they are afraid to charge market rates. They're afraid to charge what they need to charge to be profitable. And that's where the problems start right up front. So up front, I think you you have to be very clear on what your labor costs are, how long it's going to take you to perform the work, what are the materials that are involved in delivering that service, do you have equipment costs, you know, if you if you what is all of that equipment cost and how much of the useful life of the equipment are you using up on that particular job? So once you start to sit down and you look at all your inputs, you look at all your labor costs, then you have to build in margin, right? I, I, things always go wrong. Mm -hmm. So let's build in a little extra margin. And then on top of that, let's actually add profit to the work. And don't forget your salary too many business owners pay themselves last. How much of this, this job is going to pay your salary? And don't forget taxes because you're both sides, you know, for your employees on top of their wage, you're paying their your half of their payroll taxes. Same goes for you. Add up all these numbers. I know this sounds a little bit hard. Honestly, you can do most of this on the back of a napkin. So while it sounds like a lot, it's actually pretty easy. The good news is it's all basic addition and subtraction. You learned most of this when you were in second grade. This is not difficult math. But if you sit down and you figure out what those are and you add them all up, then I think you can get a better idea of how to upfront ensure that you're going to be profitable and cover your needs. And then you can also figure out based on that, hey, how many jobs a month do I need to do to truly keep my people busy and to make the living that I choose to live? Folks, I'll tell you what, I think that Rocky has been looking at my bidding at, uh, program because I, I, I mean, I think I could have just scrolled through my bidding program right there, folks. And you, Rocky would have just been hitting all of my points that I've got. Um, I think that becomes one of the things that a lot of people, well, in small mom and pop uh, businesses don't do, they don't take the time to do this, but if you don't know your numbers, you have no idea at the end of the, before the end of the year or by the end of the year, if you really make it, you know, Hey, there's a lot of people that say, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm paying the bills. That's not it. Are you paying yourself? Yeah, right. I mean, you know, hey, you, you got, I mean, paying the bills is also, I gotta, gotta tell you, paying myself is paying one of the bills. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's not just what money goes out to somebody else. 
Well, most business owners pay themselves last. I mean, that is one of the principles of profit first. Most people have the wrong equation for profit. Most people are told by their accountant, their CPA, sales minus expenses equals profit. Everyone's treating profit like a leftover instead of saying, wait a minute, it should be first. And so we use a different equation. We use sales minus profit equals expenses. And so we take our profit first. We pay ourselves first. You've heard that all the time. Pay yourself first. How many of you actually do it? Now, we're not telling you to skip out on paying your people, your vendors, any of that. You should pay them all too, but you also have to make sure that you are getting paid and that your whole business philosophy is to make a profit up front. Because if that's not your business, then maybe you're a nonprofit. I don't know. Well, I can, I've always said all my career that I am not a non-for-profit business. I need profit, uh, and I have no problem with that. If, like you said, if you have a problem with that, probably don't want to listen anymore because uh, I need profit in order to, st to stay afloat. And every once in a while, I like to take a vacation. If you're not making profit, folks, then the business isn't there when you get back from your vacation. No, nor can you afford your vacation. So a lot of this comes down to something that um, is a universal law. It's called Parkinson's law. And Parkinson's law says a business or a person for that matter will use up all the time and money allocated. And so if you tell your people, hey, you've got eight hours to, to get this job done, it will take them eight hours. You tell them they've got four hours, it'll take four hours. You give them $1,000 to do the job, it'll take $1,000. You tell them it's 500, you'll get it done for 500. And it's pretty much the law of constraints. That's why you'll find that no matter how much money you make, it always seems that your expenses expand to whatever your income is and you're always getting behind. It's all Parkinson's law. If you don't constrain your expenses, constrain your time, you will use up all of it. And that's a major problem. And so we try and tell people, figure out how to build constraints into your business so that you do have the time and money that you deserve. You know, on my sheet, you know, because I've got kind of an Excel spreadsheet um, that, that I use that's got all the formulas in there for everybody, uh, you know, in the cleaning industry to kind of fill in. And that, uh, in that, I have all of the numbers, what you said, you know, all those costs that you explained, and then it has plus profit. And it says 10%, 20%, 30%, 40%, 50%. And people look at me like, really? You can get 50% margin, you know, profit? And I go, well, why not? If you never ask, you never will. Most of the people you're dealing with don't want to clean, Right. They'd rather pay somebody to clean up after them. And so, you know, it's a question of who are you going after and how much do they value clean? Some people may not put much value on it. Well, don't work for them. Go find people who value you more, who's willing to pay a little bit more of a premium to get good service. And so that comes back to marketing. What we're talking about though today is cash flow and, and cash. And I think an important point to understand 
in your business, that is just one gauge. There are a lot of different gauges in your business. And if you're not aware of all of these indicators and what they're telling you, then you're probably going to run into trouble. It's kind of like flying an airplane. You might have a gauge that says, hey, we've got a good full fuel tank. So you're out on a beautiful sunny day and you're flying around, go, I got a full tank of gas. I don't have anything to worry about. All of a sudden, a little bad weather comes out and you're in the clouds. Now you look at your second gauge, which is your altimeter, and it says we're 8,000 feet off the ground. You're like, hey, I got gas and I'm 8,000 feet off the ground. Life is perfect. It's okay that there's some clouds here on the horizon. What you don't realize is that there's a mountain in front of you at 10,000 feet. And if you don't have that comparison, you're going to crash into the mountain. This is why you need a good scoreboard for your business. Let's face it. You wouldn't watch a football game if there was no game clock, no scoreboard. If you didn't know how the first quarter or are we in the fourth quarter? Well, you should have a similar type of scoreboard for your business. Are we in the first quarter of the year, second, third, fourth? How much time till the end of the quarter? What's my profit? What are my other indicators? So depending on your business, do I have the appropriate amount of leads coming in? How many of my leads do I convert into sales? How many of my customers stay or how many of them leave? What's my gross profit on all of these? What's my net profit? Are my employees doing the amount of hours that they're supposed to do? You have to figure out for your business what these key indicators are and then create your own dashboard so that you can pay attention to all the different parts of your business so that you know what's going on. Now, I know this sounds complicated, but number one, you don't have to do it, right? You're the business owner. Someone else can do this for you and present the data to you every week. And literally within five minutes, you can look at this data and say, thumbs up, thumbs down. It is not that difficult. And I think too often we make it more difficult than it is. I think this goes back to where a lot of people use their tax accountant and their CPA and they say, oh, well, they can tell me all this, but they're not the ones running your business. They're the ones just telling you what the numbers say afterwards. Um, am I wrong or am I going the right direction here when we talk about this cash flow? Your tax accountant wants you to be unprofitable. Now, you might not believe that. Here, well, here's the story, right? Think about this. Okay, I, I, I hit a trigger with Rocky here, I think. It's December, right? If you're lucky, your CPA has looked at how you're doing for the year. Invariably, the phone call goes like this. Uh, you're a bit profitable this year. Is there anything you want to spend money on? What does that mean? You're, you're trying to spend your profit, right? If you spend a little money, uh, you won't have to pay taxes this year. See, your CPA gets yelled at when you pay taxes. Your CPA does not, right, get rewarded when he comes to you and says, hey, you owe like 50 grand in taxes because you made half a million bucks this year, right? No one's saying, yay, you're all bitching about the 50 grand in taxes. And so the CPA goes, go ahead, go buy a truck. We'll write it off. And what people don't realize, if you're buying the fancy truck, because I know, I don't know how many guys, girls listening to it. I know the guys are all buying the big pickup truck, fully loaded. It's $100,000. And if you have a 10% profit margin in your business, you need to do a million dollars of cleaning to pay for the $100,000 truck 
And come April, you got no cash flow because you borrowed the money. And now right. you have payments on a truck that's yeah. not making you any more money because nobody hired you because you had a pickup truck. They hired you because you're good at cleaning. Right. And now you wonder why you're broke. And your accountant's going, hey, you didn't pay taxes. Yay. Yeah, well, on the other hand, you know, and, and, and now you see, you hit one of my triggers is because I can't, I keep telling people that, you know, equipment, you know, the cleaning equipment that we use is a line item. You need to put it on your bidding and just you need to know exactly how much equipment went into that facility to do the job. It's an ex, it, it's a line. But on the other hand, I don't look at it as an expense. I look at it as an investment. And there is a difference to me because the investment, it's not how much money that piece of equipment costs, it's how much profit it will make me. Well, and so you do need to calculate that. We do believe in appropriate investment in the right equipment. The right equipment is one that allows you to get the job done 10x faster, right? Because now you can save right. on labor, which is one of the most difficult things everyone is dealing with today. How do I get more labor? How do I make my labor more efficient? But you do have to factor in those costs as you, you do your equations and make sure that it does work and, and that you are getting a return on that piece of equipment and that you've bought the appropriate equipment, not just something you thought was cool. Right. And I think that goes back to what I said, is if you if you don't know what kind of money you're going to make with that equipment, then maybe it's not a piece of equipment you should be getting. It's not just, I like it, it's... How much profit can I make with that unit? And that's your job. As a business owner, one of your biggest jobs is deploying capital into your business, which means you're putting money into it right. with the, the desire that that investment bring you a return. That means that you're getting money back out of it. And you should always be analyzing that and know how to look at these numbers. And again, I know this stuff sounds complicated. It is not that complicated. It's actually pretty easy once you understand the language. Most of this stuff is, again, very basic math. And you just have to learn the formulas and spend a couple minutes thinking about them. And then you'll have the answers to these questions. You know, I tell people all the time that you cannot know how to bid a job if you don't know what your current jobs are doing. And if you're not making profit on a current job, and so whenever they come to bidding class, I always tell them, you know, the best thing is the information in the outline I've given you. Go back to a current job you have, use all this formula, and find out if you're making the right amount of profit. If you're not, then you know that you can't continue to bid that way. Am I on track? Absolutely. We do recommend that people actually take the time to evaluate their current work. Not all of it. Let's just say you have 100 jobs. Pick five of them and go out and evaluate those five jobs and say, are they true to what we thought they were? Are they really as profitable as we thought they were? So this is actually surprising. There's a book that I, you know, another one. I was going to say, now, which book in there, Rocky? I mean, I'm looking at it going, <laughs> man, you, need, you, you, you almost need like a library card to figure out where everything is. It's, it's, it's this one. So it's called Islands of Profit in a Sea of Red Ink. This is Jonathan Burns. He's an MIT professor. He looks at large companies. And he said, if you look at a large company, 30% of what they do actually makes all the profit. 
30 to 40% of what they do loses money and the rest breaks even. And most business owners in these large companies have no idea where their profit is. They haven't taken the time to figure it out. They haven't built the systems. They get bigger and bigger and you start to lose control of what's actually going on in your business and where your profit is coming from. And that falls back to the 80-20 rule. If you think about it, if you can figure out the 20% that's doing 80% of the results, you can stop working so hard. You can work a lot less and be a lot more profitable when you figure that out. Too often we bid a job because, oh, I, I need some more revenue. But unprofitable revenue is just work for no reason. And sometimes you got to get rid of customers. Well, and that goes back to if you're just doing that, and that's what I get all the time is, you know, I just need a quick and easy deal to uh, bid. You know, don't you have a quick app that I can just plug in a few numbers and it tell me what to bid? You know, I, I have several of people go, well, just, just tell me, you know, you know, the cleaning industry, you've been in it. Just tell me what I should charge. I'm like, if you don't know your numbers and you don't know your value, then I'm, I'm not going to help you. Well, so here's the question, Dave. If I give you numbers and they're for my business, how do you know your business can run the way my business runs? How do you know that your inputs are the same as mine? I mean, maybe my numbers will work for you, but this isn't your business. You, you don't want to go to Burger King and follow their recipe at McDonald's, do you? I mean, it... it, it doesn't work. You're serving the wrong thing. It's not your business. You have to figure it out for yourself. You you can look at the numbers from Burger King and say, how do I compare or am I better or worse? But I still need to figure out my numbers. I, I like what you said there, because quite often, you know, Rocky, I keep telling people that, you know, if you all are buying the same items, doing the same thing, what do you really think the customer feels when you say we're different? I don't know. <laughs> silence, Rocky. That's what I was looking for because this is what the customer is going. So then so much of the time what they're doing is they're simply bidding against each other to see who loses the most money. Correct. You do not want to be in a race to the bottom. You want to be the premier service provider. So figure out what what can you do to make yourself different? And what are the things that your client values? And you have to think about that in in how you do your bidding. And then you fill those needs in, in areas that might not actually have to do with the actual cleaning itself, might have to do with something totally different. But you've got to figure that out for you. Or you go into a niche and you figure out, hey, we do this type of cleaning for these types of people. And and you get to charge a premium price for that because you understand their business. You know, one of the things I understood, Rocky, first, you know, I'm really, well, probably a little later than what I had wished because nobody was teaching me these things. But I, I did learn that when I was working with clients, I needed to find out their needs. And that's something like an RFP, we have a bid, you know, that gives us all of these things, what they say they need on the contract. The problem is, is that whenever I went and did the surveys and actually looked at the buildings, 
Then what I found out is they wanted some other things. So what I did is I keyed in on the wants because that's where I made my profit. I still believe that's true today. Am I wrong? I think I, I would very much agree with you. If you can figure out what their wants are, that is the best thing that's possible. And then you key into those. And a lot of time, you have to give people what they need so that you can give them what they truly need or truly want. So it's kind of a little bit of a dance in a game. And it's the guy who can figure out or the gal who can figure out the dance the best. But isn't that the business owner that's going to have cash flow or profit? Is that, wait, repeat. If, if, if you figure out that want and you key on that, they're going to pay more for that than what they just have as a basic need. I mean, that every cleaning service can give them what they need. If I find out their want, they're going to pay me because I took the time and effort to do that, but I have to know my numbers. That's what makes me a premium service. That's where I get my cash flow, my profit from. Correct. Everyone, you, you always want to work towards being a premium service. Let's race to the top instead of to the bottom and be be okay with saying that. Hey, uh, if you're comparing prices, we're not going to be the cheapest. So if you're looking for the cheapest, don't waste my time. We do a good job. We're different. And, and that eliminates you having to do 80% of proposals for people who are looking for bottom dollar. Don't do it. I made a career off of that, Rocky. It took me a while to figure out how to do that. But, you know, as I said, I guess I didn't come to Rocky school first. Huh? <laughs> well, that's why we're teaching everyone today, right? How to be profitable, how to make yourself different, how to stand out in a crowded and noisy world and how to move towards that premium pricing model. You know, I, I always say here at the academy that I teach best practices because I know that whenever people get to doing it, they're going to fall short of that. Because, you know, it's kind of like the lab versus reality world. You know, I guess if people come in and go, you don't live in the real world. I go, no, I do. I just teach at this level because I know you're going to drop below that. It's just what we do. It is. I, and I think that's the thing. It's always raising the bar, going up to the next level, actually learning and having conversations with your potential clients, listening to what they say, listening to what they complain about and keying in on that and showing them how you can solve that problem. They don't care how you clean. They care about the results that they want. The actual methodology is just not important to them. So if you're talking methodology, you're probably losing the business. Well, you're, you're, you're just competing with everybody else going to the lowest dollar. That's all you're doing because nobody really cares. No, they don't. They care about yeah. themselves and what they want. So give them what they want. Folks, if you've been with me for a while, you know that something that hits my brain usually falls out of my, between my teeth and out my mouth. And, and you know, just like, uh, you know, I had no really idea what we were going to talk about today, folks, when it comes to profit. I didn't know where we were going to go, but I love this because this is the class that I have that I have the fewest people come to because they just they're they're busy. <clears throat> I'm too busy running my business. And I'm like, you know what? You're the one that probably needs this class the most. So let's talk about that. Um, there are uh, 
I think one of the reasons this happens is there's a lot of money mindsets and shame that come along with money, right? As a kid, you're told money doesn't grow on trees. We don't have money. Um, you might have heard that rich people were evil. And, and if you start having these bad money beliefs, you're going to lose all your money. Because if you think rich people are evil, you don't want to be rich. And you're not going to be rich. This is why people who win the lottery within a few years are broke again. Even though they had massive payouts because their money mindsets were a problem. And I don't, it's one of the things they don't teach in school. They don't, and, and, it, and it's a big problem. And that's why I think your class that talks about these things, people have all these unconscious beliefs around money and whether or not profit is good or, or whether or not this is a taboo subject and they don't want to face it. Or they just don't want to face the fact that, hey, I'm a business owner and I don't understand the business of business. They're embarrassed. This is all natural. This is what every business owner faces. Our clients, some of our clients have come to us after being in business for decades. And within 18 months, they're invariably saying, we've never had so much cash in the business. What do we do now? I'm like, enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they don't know what to do now because they've never had it. They don't know what, uh, what this, this is what it's supposed to feel like. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, I think that's, uh, I, I think you, you, you just nailed it right there, Rocky, because uh, there are so many people that just, you know, they, they're trying to go from day to day to pay the bills. They don't understand their numbers. Uh, that's why they want the cheap, easy, quick way out because they don't have the time or they don't take it. But I thought, I like what you said before we got, uh, got up here is that you needed to carve out some time. Do you find that people don't carve out enough time to really look at these numbers and understand it? I mean, you keep saying it's not that complicated, but they view it as this. 80% of business owners probably don't look at their financials. Four out of five. That's how bad the numbers are. Wow. Of the remaining 20%, right? Three quarters of them look at the numbers, but they don't know what to do with them. That means 5% of business owners out there know what they're doing, understand their numbers, and are crushing it. That's why over a period of 10 years, about 5% of businesses survive. It's the ones that are looking at the numbers, understanding what's going on, and have taken the time to learn and have trained their people to give them their numbers in a way that they can understand and in a format that works for them. Your accounting reports are designed for accountants. You're not an accountant. You don't want to be one. So stop looking at accounting reports designed for other people. Tell them to present. They work for you. Your accountant worked for you. Tell them you need your numbers presented this particular way in this type of time frame so that you know what you need to do to run your business and make it more profitable. Now, you know what, folks, I'm just like you. I spend some of my time doing this. I schedule out some of my time to do this and everything. And I'm just going to be very honest with you. Unfortunately, this morning, I didn't take the time. I'm, gonna, I'm just telling you right here, Rocky, I didn't take the time to look at your website completely. But I do believe that at ProfitComesFirst.com, 
they can get some of these solutions and answers and maybe sign up to learn more about how to do all this since they're not doing it apparently? Everything we do, we teach on our podcast, Profit Answer Man. We, we actually even go through the Profit First book. We talk about how to set up a cash flow management system that makes all of this easy. So level one, if this is a struggle for you, just implement Profit First. What happens with Profit First is we set up five bank accounts. The first bank account's your income account. All your money goes into your income account. This way you know how much money came in. You don't even have to open your accounting software. Then you take your money out of your income account and you allocate it to the four other accounts. The four other accounts, guess what number one is? Guess what number one is? Yeah, I'm what's the first account that I allocate to? Labor. Profit. <laughs> Profit comes first. I knew, I knew where you were going to go, but I just had to do what everybody else did. I, you know, I just why I did it. So the first thing we do is we put money in our profit account. This okay, so then how much, how much what, do you, what, do you, what is considered out there, and that's what everybody asks me anyway, 30%? 30 30% 30 is a really high profit margin. I, I, it, it is. Most businesses are not going to be at, pro, at that kind of range. If you're at 10%, you're doing okay. If you're at 15 to 20, you're doing well. There are some businesses that can demand higher profit margins. And if you're one of those, congratulations. Now, profit doesn't include your pay, right? So the next account we're going to allocate to is your pay. And we're going to talk about you should get market pay. What would you have to pay yourself if you had to hire yourself? So make sure you're getting market pay. The third account we're going to allocate to is tax. Because the IRS can come to your business and take all your money. They have guns and, and power that none of us do. So don't forget to save for taxes so that when the accountant says you owe 50 grand, you be like Mike and, and you go, I'll stroke a check without thinking twice. All my business owners who use this system, when they, they meet their accountant, they're like, how much do I owe? Oh, 20 grand, 40 grand. Okay, I'll stroke a check. They don't have fear. They know that the money has been set aside for taxes. They know they're profitable. They know that this is what they need to do. And then the last bucket is your operating expenses to pay all your expenses. Now, if your operating bucket goes empty, you know that there's one of two problems. Either you didn't sell enough or you're spending too much, right? And, and now if you have to steal out of your profit account, you realize you're spending your profit, right? Or you're spending your paycheck to run your business. And now you really got to think twice. I like what you said there, because if you're taking out your expenses out of your profit, you know immediately if you take your labor and your expenses out first, you just know that you're not getting enough at the end, but it's not the realization. It's kind of like some people go, if you pay everything in cash, when you see the cash go out, it's harder to let go of that cash than to run the machine with the car. It, uh, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. And, and this is a real-time cash flow system. Because you can look at your bank accounts and know immediately where you stand. This isn't like 20 days later, 30 days later when someone does the bookkeeping. This is immediate. Did money come in? Did money go out? 
Now, okay. you do well, have to well, realize that sometimes you have expenses that are coming up. Don't forget, payroll's due Friday. I know it's Monday, but <laughs> it's not a surprise and it's not an emergency. Okay, so let's quickly, because I want everybody, you just gave five, you gave uh, actually one or five things, depending on how you look at it, folks. You know, a, a little tidbit here. We need five bank accounts, and please go through those five one more time. The first one is income. All your money comes into one account, so you can always see how much money came in. And then we allocate to the other four accounts on a regular basis. So what does regular mean? For some businesses, it's weekly. For some businesses, it's twice a month. For some businesses, it's once a month. We never do it more than weekly because that's too much work, and I don't like to work. So keep it keep it simple, right? All right. Now, we the first thing we allocate to is our profit account. The second thing we allocate to is our owner's pay account. The third thing we allocate to is the tax account for my taxes because I got to pay taxes. The fourth thing we allocate to is our operating expenses. And so we do set percentages to each of those. Where do you start? Honestly, start at 1%. Start small. Start, take a teeny first step and start with little percentages for tax, for profit. And over time, you can build them up as you start to watch your expenses and cut your expenses. I have to say, you know, I've talked to a number of different people over my career. I have never, ever, folks, heard this. So that means somewhere along the way, I wasn't getting the right advice or I wasn't getting any advice at all. And that's why we have a podcast here with you, Rocky. It is a very simple, easy to use cash flow system designed by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. It's designed for the way business owners behave. Most business owners, when they want to know what's going on, they, they look at their bank account. I've been told some of them look at it five times a day, right? Some more. It, it all, you know, is there money? Is there no money? Do I need to sell? Can I spend? And this system is designed to work that way because you can see when the money's coming in and you can see when the money's going out and you have clarity without any worries about bookkeeping or anything else. Now, does they, now as people are listening to this, uh, I'm thinking, I'm trying to think like they do, Rocky. Um, I'm not big enough to do this. Oh, well, did you make a dollar last week? <laughs> I mean, seriously, it, you know, if, if you make a dollar, you're big enough to do this. And and I, I think that is the reality of it. So this comes back to the thing that we say. Some people say profit is an event. Yeah, I'll be profitable when I hit a million dollars. Good luck with that. Right. It's like saying I'll go to the gym and start eating less after I lose 20 pounds. Good luck with that. Right. Profit is a habit. You start from day one. Day one, your business should be profitable. And so every dollar that comes in from day one, you build this habit and you do it. I've had businesses do this from day one, brand new, and it works. So the, we don't take excuses like I'm too small. 
Well, and, 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 and you you hit the, the nail right there, Rocky. I mean, you know, these are excuses. People say, well, you don't understand my business. No, we do understand. And regardless of whether you're talking about a mom and pop, a medium-sized business, or you're one of the franchise companies, this is business 101 from the way you're saying this. Correct. It is business 101. You know, Rocky, it's been an interesting uh, conversation this morning, I have to say. I had no idea where we were going to go. And, folks, that's why we call it Beyond Clean with Ace, because, you know, it's a conversation about whatever is on our minds. And this is what was on our mind this morning. Maybe, just maybe, you learned something that might change your mind about the way you're running your business. Or, you know, what would be interesting is if, if you actually tell us, are you profitable or not? Hmm. Wonder what we'd get to that one, Rocky. Well, if you're not profitable, do you want to do something about it? That's really the question you have to ask yourself. Because if you continue doing things the way you're doing, nothing's going to change. So profit's a decision. You decide when you want to be profitable and when you want to pay yourself market value. Now, folks, if you're watching the video podcast here, you can actually see, and you've seen Rocky and I talking, you've seen Rocky's email address scroll across the bottom of the screen. Um, you also know now that his website is profitcomesfirst.com. Rocky, any other information they need to know to get hold of you and maybe help find things that we, I'm sure there's a whole lot more to this than what we talked about this morning. There is a whole lot more, but first, they, they have to do something else first. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Yeah, so wherever you're listening to this, there's a like button. Hit the like button, right? <laughs> if you enjoyed the conversation, Dave gave you some value, say thank you to Dave by, by sharing this with another business owner who could benefit. That's how, that's how in the world of podcasting you'd be nice. And it's how you say thank you to Dave for giving you this all for free. I mean, if you listen to it, you could be really profitable next. I like your style, man. I tell you what, Rocky, I, you know, I, I, you know, I just wish that whenever I was running my business that I was actually coming to you and finding out some of this. But uh, only one last thing I want to ask. After all the years of you doing this, what's been the thing that you've seen the biggest change in when it comes to business and profitability? The bit. Honestly, this is this is about creating systems and habits. You create the system and habit to look at your finances and become aware. More often than not, business owners are just shocked at where the leaks are in their business. And they don't know because they've never looked. You start showing them, they're like, what do you mean I'm paying for that, that service? I stopped using that five years ago. Yeah, why are you still paying for it? And that happens all the time, you know, wow. or the the phone contract ended last year and they doubled your rates. Well, I didn't know that because you didn't look. Gosh, there's so many things we could go on for hours, I'm sure. But neither one of us have that kind of time. And I'm sure that people are like, I, I've got something else to do other than listen to this. Rocky, I've got two questions I ask every one of my guests for the first time. Where were you born? I was born in India. I'm an immigrant to the U.S. My parents came here with like next to no money, and here I am, wealthy as can be. I, I guess you're living your own story, right? I am. 
Great. Now, for your personal self, not business-wise, but for you personally, what's on your bucket list for this year? I filled all my buckets, right? The only bucket left is probably a little bit more control of my time. I, sometimes I, I let it get clogged up a little. So honestly, and, and we were talking about this, I think before we hit record, I want to carve out a little bit more time to read. Hey, you know what? We have to have our goals. Folks, if you want to be um, able to, you know, advance your career, if you want to help yourself, if you want to help others, as Rocky said, like and, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're listening to the podcast, do the same thing there. Information is only good if it's shared with other people. Now, why did I ask Rocky the two questions? Because we now know that Rocky was born in India. We also know that he wants to carve out more time for his own book reading this year. We know a little bit about his history in between, and I think if you go to his website on the About page, you can find out all of that information in between those. But here's the message I want to leave you with, folks. Whatever journey you're on, make sure that that journey is healthy, positive, and proactive. And we appreciate your time listening and watching us today. As Rocky said, like and share this. That's the only way it helps other people. Thanks, Rocky. Thank you, Dave.